So today we've got Tim and Aaron on the podcast. Aaron, if you guys don't know, is a intern with us right now, and Tim has been coaching um, most of the morning classes. Um, so we're going to go through just a lot of good stuff today. The focus on today's uh, episode is going to be nutrition. Uh, so if you guys do not know, we have nutrition coaching here, um, and Tim has been plant-based for how long? Almost five years. Five years. Five years plant-based. Um, and then Aaron had, Aaron was one of my first nutrition clients um, from the gym. So just kind of wanted to start off with Tim's story on how he found CrossFit, first of all, and then mm -hmm. we'll get into kind of how you found plant-based. Sure. I don't know which happened first, actually. Plant-based was first. Okay. Um, that was f almost five years ago. That was, I saw a documentary called Forks Over Knives. What was it? Forks Over Knives. Forks Over Knives. Mm -hmm. Where is that? I think it's on Netflix still. Netflix? Netflix? I'm pretty sure, still. Nice. Um, yeah, that no, was a great documentary. It made me very curious about kind of that side of things, and I, I just decided to give it a try. The next okay. day, cut it out, and I have not looked back since. Cool. It just really Forks Over Knives. I feel like a lot of people start some kind of diet um, because of a documentary. I remember, yeah. I, have you guys ever seen, um, oh man, what is the food documentary they show you in school? Do you, do you totally in, in health class? No. No. Um, man, but they show you like how like the meat industry, it was about the meat industry. Mm -hmm. Maybe Food Inc. Is that one of them? That's food one Inc. of them. One. Yeah. yeah. So I, I remember watching that in class and like so many of my classmates like cut out yeah. meat for like three days and then yeah. you know they get back into it but well, that's pretty cool that you've stuck to it for five years it, it's interesting that you say that because i did start off as like a health concern kind of things i was very unhealthy before i weighed i mean at the time i probably weighed like 260 oh um, wow. wow yeah yeah that was five years ago five years ago yeah and then i dropped another 30 or so pounds when i went when i went plant-based or vegan if you want to call it whatever um yeah so it started off with health concern and then it kind of developed into other things environmental animal you know, ethics and all that stuff. So those are the things that kind of all came together for me that helped kind of solidify that as my, as my lifestyle. Cool. Yeah. Cool. Aaron, what kind of diet do you follow? I follow your diet. So, um, I know, I know. So tell, tell them about, essentially, um, we, we call it what, flexible dieting, right? Flexible or, dieting, yeah. So as long as I can fit my carbs, you know, all my macros, proteins, carbs, fats, into my day, I literally just eat whatever I feel like eating. So... Yesterday I woke up and I was like, I really want cereal. So I had a mm. massive bowl of cereal with milk, and then you that know the rest. System? Cereal? It's like Does cereal. that work? It depends on which cereal it is. Total. So I just. I have to look, but probably it's good. Yeah. Cheerios. Um, <laughs> you have to be almond milk though. Lot of sugar. Um, but yeah, so you know I kind of just eat moderation of whatever I want, and yeah. I just fit it into my carbs, proteins, and fats, and then. Right. As long as I hit my calories and everything for the day, then yeah. I'm good. Like, I eat ice cream, I think, like, four times a week. I'm not even exaggerating. <laughs> so, it might be five. So, for you guys watching, flexible like dieting Frazier. is essentially... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. Yeah, so, so flexible dieting is essentially you have these... You have a, a number for protein, carbs, and fats that you want to get to each day. And it's essentially, like, a more in-depth way of counting calories because it doesn't count just the calorie. It counts the quality of the calorie and the type of calorie as well and where that calorie comes from. So I think one thing that a lot of people don't realize is that you can go plant-based and still be a flexible dieter at the same time. I think right? that's actually pretty much what I do. Right. You know, I have an idea of what I want to hit, 
And as long as I hit those numbers, yeah, you know, as long as I'm not going crazy on one or the other, you know, yeah. or, or anything. Yeah. So you have you have flexible dieting numbers that you try to follow as well. Yeah, I mean, so really, my goal it's it's kind of interesting on a plant based diet, unless you like are super super strict and like know exactly what you're eating. Um, but that's where the flexible comes in. As long as I hit my protein numbers, the rest follows. Yeah. So I mean, I don't really concern myself too much with the other stuff because it just kind of falls in place for me. Yeah. With what with the options that I choose to eat. Right. Yeah. And I think the one of the biggest problems with people that are thinking of going plant based is that they struggle to try to find quality sources of protein. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. So where do you get? those sources of protein? Oh boy, uh, it depends on how clean I'm eating. Because <laughs> uh, there's so many options. You can obviously do protein powder is like the most obvious choice. You can find a lot of good plant-based protein powders. Okay. Um, where do so, protein from protein powders come from? Uh, from plant-based protein powders? Oh, all sorts of things like pea protein. They do all sorts of crazy proteins now like pumpkin seed, hemp, uh, okay. you know, that kind of stuff where it just okay. all plant-derived. Um, a lot of nuts and seeds. Um, yeah, soy is a big one. Okay. Um, cool. Depends. Yeah. And what about the rest of your protein sources? Uh, so again, it depends. Yeah. Like I do eat a fair amount of tofu. Um, okay. I do beans, legumes. Uh, do you eat tempeh? I do. Not a tempeh lot. Tempeh is so good. It, it is to me. It's it's got. It's one of those like you kind of like need to learn to love it kind of thing, yeah. or you need to know how to cook it. Yeah. That's yeah. A, that's the thing. It's it's, it's fermented like, soybeans. Oh, uh, but it's great. It's like whoa. the texture is so good. Yeah. So it's it's a little bit tempeh. heavier. Um, thicker um, than like tofu it's very kind of like fluffy um, so yeah. it depends on what I'm doing if I'm like looking to do a certain meat replacement I'll do like tempeh or seitan seitan is seitan. vital wheat gluten that they mix with uh, water and other things and it becomes very um, it's just got very uh, meat like texture to it okay. so there's a lot of meat substitutes that you can buy that are made from seitan the great thing about seitan is very low in carbs very high in protein and, okay. and virtually no fat really yeah Interesting. Uh, but obviously it is seitan how do you seitan s-e-i-t-a-n s-e-i-t-a-n yep and then tempeh, what, what kind of replacement would you use that for? Like, g give me an example of a texture that is like for someone who does Well, that's, that's the tough thing is seitan is, or, I'm sorry, tempeh, it's a very specific thing. So it's te um, fermented soybeans that they press together. Okay. Um, so it's very dense. So again, it depends on how clean you're trying to eat. If you're trying to emulate bacon like perfectly, I wouldn't go with tempeh, but there are like flavorings of tempeh that would emulate okay. bacon or something like okay. that, you know, so. Okay. It depends on how clean you want to eat, how close you want to get as a, as a replacement kind of thing. Because there's tons of things out there you can do okay. instead of a tempeh for like yeah. bacon or other meats and things like yeah. that. So, But all, all those things provide you with enough protein to get to your protein goal for the day. Yeah, and you know, things like quinoa and lentils and again the beans yeah. um, and other random things that you can find. Uh, pumpkin seeds are really good. Um, good. Oats have a decent amount, nuts and seeds, yep. Yeah. Um, again, like soy milk is good. Anytime you deal with soy, though, you want to deal with organic, and you don't want to do it too frequently. Yeah. Um, just like with anything, you just want a well-balanced, yeah. you know, variety of whatever you're trying to aim for. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. So then, that was five years ago that you started mm -hmm. plant-based. Um, when did you find CrossFit? That was three, three and a bit years ago. Okay. So was I this your I, first CrossFit gym? Yeah, actually. Cool. So I, I started in 2017. Cool. I know. Uh, uh, I went over to another gym. They weren't open at the time, so then I was like, "All right, let me go drive all the way to Farmington, and it's 45 minutes from from my, my place." So I was like, "Whatever, I'll go try it." And I came in, and everybody was so super welcoming, and there was a, a workout going on. I'm like, "This is really cool." And I was doing CrossFit style workouts, anyways. I just didn't really know what CrossFit was before you before, before you I signed up for CrossFit. Yeah, and then somebody was like, "You should try CrossFit." I'm like, "What's that?" And so I, I watched the games online, and I'm like, "This is amazing. <laughs> I need to try this." <laughs> so then I came in and tried it. And I've been hooked ever since. Cool. Yeah. So then you've been here for three and a half years. I've been here since 2017, February 2017. 
I started as a member, and then I've been coaching for about a year and a half now. Did you notice anything in your nutrition that had to change when you started CrossFit? Just volume. Like you had to I, eat I just need to eat more food because yeah. um, you burn so many calories when mm-hmm. you're working out, especially yeah. when you go for the higher levels of intensity. Yeah. Um, you just burn more calories. Yeah. Um, so I found that I needed to really up my calorie intake. So I try, on my days that I train and coach and things like that, I try and aim for like 4,500 calories a day. Well, it's a lot. It's a lot. I mean, Aaron, you have to go through the same thing, right? When, when Aaron started with me, she was significantly under eating. Oh my God. But didn't believe me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's the thing. I, yeah, you can but easily under eat. Yeah. 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 So we bumped, like, we bumped you up to like, 2,800 calories? Yeah, you bumped me up 1,000 calories in one night. I was like... Wow. Wow, that's an adjustment. But it it worked, Yeah, but I was ripped. (laughs) (laughs) Like, like, I remember a month later, I was like, Andrew, I have abs. Like, this is crazy. My weights went up, too. Yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, food is so underrated in terms Mm. of getting strong. When you eat it properly, Mm. it's so underrated. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So that was so that so three years ago you joined CrossFit. Yeah. What have you and when did you start? When did you start coaching? I started coaching uh, in December of not this past year, so the year before. So about a year and eight months, seven months, eight months. Okay. I've been coaching. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I started in October is when I got my my certificate to to coach, and then in that December, um, that's when I was interning throughout like November and December, and so I've been coaching since then. Cool. So about a year and a half of doing CrossFit before you started coaching. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Was that was that pretty much straight through, or was it like on and off? Nope, straight through. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. I did a couple of the competitions in that time, and just fell more in love with CrossFit. Cool. Yeah. Cool. What, which ones did you do? Uh, the ones that we I did. Hosted? No, I don't think I did beat the heat. I think my first one was um, the one at Land Warrior. Okay. The. Um, Yeah, what the is Land it? Warrior oh, competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, okay. I forget what it's called, but yeah, that was that was good. I did it with Andrew cool. tomorrow. Okay, yeah. cool. And when did you start CrossFit? Last February. No, the, uh, not this past one, but the one before that. Yeah, it's like a year and however many months, seven months. Yeah, that's right. I remember I was coming down to. I was actually like, Brendan was trying to get me to be a coach here, and I came down for the weekend, and Aaron was doing the open on her. What, second day of CrossFit? No, it was my first day. First day of CrossFit? Oh, yeah. She was doing the workout. It was, I think it was the it was rowing 15 minute and wrap of like 19 calories in a row or 19 wall balls. Yeah. Oh, I remember that, that one. So horrible. That was a good one. I like that one. I'm tall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we got, we got two tall people here. Yeah. You guys can't see Oh, yeah, yeah, true. <laughs> Big. You got a taller seat than I do. <laughs> yeah, just a little bit. Just a little bit. It's funny. The same, cool. similar thing happened to me, though, is, is two weeks into my CrossFit journey was the open. So I had to, really? two weeks into CrossFit. How did two, that go? My first ever CrossFit workout, I finished with one second to spare by doing a burpee box jump and cleared the box to the other side. Ask Bam about that. (laughs) (laughs) He came over, started yelling at me. I'm like, I got to finish this workout, man. I got like 10 seconds left for like three more burpee box jump overs and I just got them done. Yeah. It was awesome. That was so much fun. Yeah. The open's always a good time. Mm. So that was, how many opens have you done then? Three? Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Cool. So on the, so other than fitness, Mm. you do art. Yeah. Right? Let's talk about that a little bit. Because sure. I know absolutely nothing. I know. You told me. About that. <laughs> Tim was today cleaning the floors and spraying. And he was, in his, in my mind, my mind has never gone here. <laughs> but he was spraying the floor and saying, hmm, I wonder if I can turn this into art. Yeah. With and paint. That thought has never crossed my mind. But anyway, let's, um, yeah, sure. let's talk about that a little bit. So what kind of art do you 
mostly do? Well, I, I studied printmaking for the most part in art school, um, okay. and that's an amazing medium, but it's not as accessible. So there's tons of different methods to do in printmaking, but the essentially is you're using ink to then put on paper okay. in whatever fashion. So the, the idea behind printmaking, it's a more accessible version of something to be able to purchase. So like paintings are often thousands of dollars. Prints can go for hundreds, but like it's usually between like, you know, 50 to $200 for a print uh, or depending on the edition. So that's the thing about prints. You can do editions, you can create 40 of the same thing, all identical and sell them. Um, uh, so people okay. can own a part of an edition. Gotcha. Uh, yeah, so it's like paintings are individual, prints are more than one. That's kind of the appeal of that. Gotcha. But it's not as easy to do outside of a studio. So Printmaking or painting? Printmaking. Okay. Painting is very easy to do outside of studio because all you need is space to do it. Yeah. Yeah. So cool. that's what I'm focusing on now. What, is there different like kinds of painting? Like I don't know anything about painting. Oh yeah, I mean so, there's different there's different types of paint. So there's acrylic and oil and you know watercolor okay. and different things like that. And then different styles as well. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's just we could see it for hours. That'd be yeah. a whole different podcast. <laughs> do, you, do you do you usually stick to one style? I just do whatever I feel. Yeah. That's it, art for me is largely emotional. Okay. Um, and, and psychological thing right. so it's very dependent on how I'm feeling but I mean artists usually have an artist statement or a vision that they have in terms of like uh, an idea behind the work or a concept um, so depending on the concept you create work that kind of aligns with that okay. or, or backs it up to kind of you know solidify those, those do you thoughts. ever find yourself like tailoring your art toward things that like like plant-based things or no like or nature no, no my, my mine is very non-representational or more abstract is an okay. easier term to use um so I, I i i use nature as inspiration but not necessarily trying to replicate those things okay you know if that makes any sense like cool. either patterns or textures uh or colors but never like this is a leaf this is a tree you know like it's yeah. not that's not really what i go okay. for yeah cool cool yeah i've seen i, I i'm terrible at like um not really appreciating art, but just like understanding it. Like I have no, like I, I despise like art class in school. Yeah. Like I. So they always also by school's fault because they always gave us the option of art or gym class. Uh, like I was like gym. <laughs> like, I was Obviously. Like a, I was an athletic like, little boy. Yeah. And so I never had like the training. On, yeah. Like, you know. But that, that's it. the thing about art. Two things about that, and we've talked about this before. Is one, you don't need to know a lot about art to appreciate art. Yeah, because yeah. that's the thing is a lot of people think, oh, art. You go to a museum, you're like a snooty. You're sitting there like, oh, composition, whatever. No, you just need to appreciate the art. Whatever it evokes for an emotion or feeling inside of you, don't let anybody take that away from you. Yeah. Art is very personal. You know, even if you don't get the thing that somebody was talking about, but yeah. that's when you can open your mind and say, okay, maybe read the artist statement, and then try to understand why they're doing the things they're doing. You know, yeah. so it's very, very, very personal and can vary person to person, which I think is an amazing thing about art. Cool. Is that you don't have to know a lot about it. You just have to appreciate it. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you, you'd you can, be better about that. Same thing with yeah. painting. If you want to paint, don't feel like if it doesn't look exactly like a tree that you failed. You can do anything you want. Yeah. Just express it's yourself. It's yours. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 That's really cool. Okay. So closing, closing statement here, Tim. Mm. What is your biggest tip for someone who is thinking about taking on a plant-based diet mm, okay so uh, the biggest tip or just you in general yeah yeah so the biggest thing is don't feel bad if you can't stick to it hundred percent at the start some yeah. people it's very difficult to make a big transition like that yeah I made it cold like pun intended cold turkey like I just <laughs> cut it all out yeah you know some people that's not doable you know yeah. some people need to take baby steps so yeah. if you're interested 
uh, you know, ask questions, do research, implement maybe two nights a week doing a certain meal or, you know, slowly cutting things back because it's always easier. Same thing with coming to the gym. You can't just come start working out five days a week at yeah. the beginning, yeah. full on intensity. You need to kind of work yourself into it and kind of get your feet wet and yeah. figure it out. And, yeah. You know, it's, it's very similar to that. Yeah. Um, it's probably the same for most other diets, like any, any extreme diet, yeah. like keto, like you can't just go. You can't from, just jump into that. So, right. You can't yeah. just go to only eating fats right. all of a sudden. Right. Yeah. So I think it shocks your system, approach, right? Go it, slow into it. It's mental and physical. And again, same thing. Ask questions. Don't be afraid. Yeah. And uh, don't, it, a lot of people judge for, for plant-based diets. You know, people, they don't understand, so they judge. And so yeah. don't be afraid of those people. Do, do you basically, yeah. you know, don't be afraid. Yeah. Just, if you if you feel you want to do it, try it. Yeah, my biggest tip for someone who um, helps people with nutrition is that have someone to give you guidance. Yeah. Like if you're doing it alone, it's way harder. Way harder. Um, and Tim is available to do nutrition coaching, especially for people who are thinking about doing plant-based. Yes. Um, but don't be intimidated. I'm I'm, more, I'm willing to help you again yeah. transition into. Things We're more of a guide. Yeah. Right. Is what I think about it. Like if you if you feel like you need help with your nutrition. Um, having someone to keep you accountable and guide you on questions you have is really helpful, especially for someone who has done this for five years, um, like Tim has. You can definitely get some some good info from him. Um, yeah, that's all we got today, guys. Sweet. Cool. Good stuff. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Awesome. Done. <laughs>